Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so excited you're here for another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. I am so stoked to welcome Danielle Harmon to the podcast today. She is an award-winning business growth speaker, strategist, and founder of Incredible One Enterprises, a multi-million dollar coaching and consulting brand. Best known for transforming the lives of her business coaching clients and live event attendees, Darnielle equips her clients to leverage and scale businesses that serve them financially and spiritually. She's also a seven-time best-selling author, the creator of five powerful business, business systems, and the host of Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast, which I was a guest on. I can't even believe she's here with us today. Everybody, welcome, Darnielle. Welcome, welcome. Hi, Jessica. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. I love, love, love Jessica. I know you guys do too, because you come back every single time there's a new episode released on the podcast. Well, I just got to know her and instantly fell in love with all that she is and all that she's doing in the world. So thank you so much for allowing me the opportunity to talk to your peeps today. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for being here. Um, so before we jump into money mindset, which I am so excited to talk about, tell us a little more about who you are and what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So I am a, a child of God, first and foremost. I love God and I make no apologies for it. Now, I'm not one of those Bible thumping, uh, <laughs> holier than thou people that are going to usurp my beliefs on you. I believe that Every man needs to be fully persuaded in his own mind, but I've personally chosen the route of uh, having the Lord in my life and leveraging the spiritual principles that are in the Bible to explode my life in the lives of my clients. So first and foremost, that's who I am. Outside of that, I, I'm a, a wife and hopefully one day soon I'll be a mom. I'm a firm person mom to latte and um, I like to laugh. I think the best things in life are free and I get tickled purple whenever I see someone else experience transformation. Yes. Yes. Especially when you've been able to guide them in some way yeah. along their journey, like so powerful to see that like come to life because yeah, we both transformed so much in our lives and our business and we know how incredible it is. So I agree. I love that. Um, so let's talk money mindset. Okay, let's do it. I love it. The first thing I want to talk about is I feel like this is one of those phrases that we hear all the time. Everyone's talking about it. All the coaches are talking. What does it mean? What is our money mindset? What are we talking about when we say that? Yeah. So for me, money mindset is the relationship that you have to money and mm -hmm. abundance 
and whether or not that relationship is serving you in a way that allows you to allow lots of it to enter in. Mm -hmm. I believe that money is an energy and it's available 365, 24 seven. So there's not a day when money is not available. And if you aren't getting it every single day, it's because there's probably something awry in your relationship with money. And so mindset is everything. 95% of your success is tied to the six inches in between your ears, as I like mm-hmm. to say. And I believe that you won't feel six figures in between your fingers until you work on the six inches in between your ears. And so we combine the two because usually a lack mindset or a poverty mindset, which doesn't, you don't only have a poverty mindset if you grew up in poverty, by the way, <laughs> but a poverty mindset, a lack mindset is most attributed to a relationship with money that has a deficiency somewhere that needs to be adjusted. And especially because we're entrepreneurs and small business owners, we solve problems for profit. That means we exist to earn money. And if we are unable to earn money because of this right here, our mindset, then yeah, we're not doing business right. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's such a key, like even just looking at um, marketing and like abundance mindset in marketing too. It's like, if you feel like if you're coming from that place of lack, people are going to feel that. And that then obviously affects the money that you're bringing in, the clients that you're attracting. Um, And you started to allude to it a little bit about how the cause of this is somewhere along the line, there was some sort of deficiency mindset, lack mindset, scarcity. for me, a lot of it was like, or a lot of my mindset work has come from this feeling of not having for a lot of my childhood from, for me, because my biological father was a drug addict and a drunk and he wasn't a part of my life. And I wanted that. And I didn't know I wanted that and all these things. Right. So, um, I want to talk about, I want you to share with us let's go a little deeper, like what, or give some examples. What are some things that might be causing could have caused that money mindset to shift out of that place of abundance? Yeah. So I'll say it this way, Jessica, when we're born, we're born as vessels of life, right? And I am going to go biblical for just a second. (laughs) Okay. So my favorite scripture is Jeremiah 1 and 5. It says, before you were formed in your mother's womb, God knew you and approved you. Mm -hmm. And so what I take that to mean, Jessica, is that before your dad's sperm and your mom's egg came together, God already said, we're going to have a Jessica and Jessica's going to come into this world with an amazing purpose for these people at this time in this place, before you were even starting to be considered to be created, all of that was done. Right. And so then mom and dad come together, they do their thing. And voila, nine months later, props out Jessica, right? Crying, bright eyed, bushy tailed vessel of light, no fear, no lack, no disbelief. Um, only abundance is what you're born with, but then you get to know mom and dad, right? And your story is very similar to mine. Both of my parents were addicts. They were drug addicts turned crack addicts once crack came to be in the eighties. Um, and my mom went to jail when I was very young. My dad was a functional addict. He never lost anything behind drugs, but he got high every single weekend. He would leave for work on Friday and we'd see him again Monday after work. He binged all weekend long. And he constantly talked about how there wasn't any money, right? Or I remember when I lived with my mom before she went to jail, that she was always robbing Peter to pay Paul. Mm. And so nine times out of 10, Jessica, our relationship with money, our first 
inkling of a thing called money came from mom and dad, auntie and uncle, um, big cousin and, and, you know, whomever else was around in our lives because from birth to the age of seven, we are literally a sponge. Mm. Our conscious mind is being formed by the things that we see, feel, and imagine from birth to the age of seven. And so by the time we're seven, who we're going to be on this planet has been formed unless we learn how to break the cycle and erase the tapes. And so nine times out of 10, the people who are listening right now are the adult version of the seven-year-old version of themselves trying to grow a business when they're still living mommy and daddy's relationship with money and they have no clue that that's what they're even doing because it, it got inbred in them, it became a tape and it just plays and plays and plays and they don't even realize that it's playing and it's wreaking all of the havoc in their life. And so it starts and I, what I always do and I would love to have your listeners do this exercise, just take yeah. a sheet of paper Turn it um, horizontally, and I want you to number it 1 through 7, 8 through 15, 16 through 21, so forth and so on in seven-year increments. And I want you to go back as far as you can remember, ideally if you can recall things that happened between birth and the age of seven, depending upon how old you are or how traumatic those experiences were, you may have blocked them out, but remember what you can And what you'll see, Jessica, when I did this the first time, it blew my mind because I saw that I literally saw the patterns, Mm. how every six year in a a seven year sequence, something would happen that would create trauma around money. Like Mm. it's crazy, but it's not crazy, right? Because, because the plate, the, the tape replays in seven year increments, seven is the number of perfection and completion. So everything in your life is done in a cycle of seven. Mm. And so that's, I think the first place that we need to go because that's where your definition with money came from. That's where your relationship with money came from, from mom and dad, from auntie and uncle. That's where it came from. And then from there, it sprung out into what you're you're experiencing today. And it's the reason why you can't charge what you should be charging while you're over-delivering and are on the verge of burnout because you're giving way too much away because you don't think it's worth it just as it is based on whomever gave you that first definition of money. Right. And I love, love, love that exercise because so much of what we do, like I like to think of it like um, like a flower with roots. Like we can see that on the surface, something's not right, but getting below the surface is where so many of us get stuck. Not only because it's difficult or we might not have the right tools, but right. because we intuitively know it's going to bring shit up. It's right. going to kick up some dust and we're going to have, we're now going to have that awareness. We're going to have to right. deal with that. Or it's just going to be lingering, sitting under the surface again. And we're like, okay, I don't want to touch that. So I love the idea of just starting really simply by just going back to your memories. You don't even have to know necessarily what they mean. But just trying to pull that up is such a great first step. Um, And before we continue on that trajectory, because I want to talk more about what do we do after that. Um, But you've said a few things about maybe some ways that we can recognize that we're having some issues with our money mindset. Um, you know, struggling with charging the right price, um, feeling burnt out. Can you give us some more examples of how maybe a female entrepreneur listening to this would recognize that? Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think in addition to what I've already said, it can show up in a lot of different ways. So you're on a sales conversation and it's now time to talk about the the price of the program and you create a diversion. Mm. <laughs> what I mean by that is you clear your throat. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden you've lost your train of thoughts. 
Mm. Right. We've all done this. We didn't realize that that's what we were doing, but we're uncomfortable with money. And so now that it's time to ask for money or talk about money, we want to take the focus off of us because thinking about money makes us feel icky and used. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a really, really big one. Um, Overloading your program. Before you keep going, can you tell me, because I don't want to forget to ask this, where does that feeling of money being icky come from? Yeah, it's something that's ingrained. I can tell you where it came, came from. from yeah. My dad, well, you, him and his friend, Leroy. I mean, they used to sit around the house and they would drink Peel's beer. I don't know if anybody remember Peel's. I don't even know if they make it anymore, but it was in a white can. It had like blue around the base and the words P-I-E-L-S were in gold. And I don't know, it might've been poor man's beer. Who knows? But they would, think, they would drink Peel's beer and they would sit around and they would talk about rich people and how rich people were evil and how I don't, they don't even know why anybody would want to feel that way. It just, it's dirty. Like that's where it came from for me. So I can remember being eight and, you know, nine years old listening to dad and Leroy and and Calvin was another friend. And they would just be going back and forth stories about the old rich white guys who were yucky. And, and I remember my dad even saying to me once, you don't ever want to be rich because if you're rich, it means you're evil. Like I literally remember my dad saying that to me. Wow. And I'm like, you know, when, as I know it now, I'm like, this man is the craziest thing. This is the same man who now will call me and ask me, can I help him pay his bill? <laughs> like, right. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, but you know, I think our parents, I'm not trying to make anybody, you know, or that their parents feel bad about their parents. Cause I think that our parents did the best that they could with what yep. they had. They taught us from their paradigm. Right. But it doesn't mean that their paradigm was right. And it doesn't mean that we have to continue living under that paradigm now that we're adults. But that's where it came from for me. I also remember my mom, I remember once um, being probably about five or six years old and we were going to the store. And this is the first time I actually heard of a thing called money. I, we were in the store. I picked something up that I thought I would like. I put it up when we got to the register. I put it up to be purchased. My mom saw it. She popped me and she said, we don't have money for that. Money is only for the things that you need. Hmm. Ouch. Wow. Because as an adult, I would never indulge. I never had anything I wanted. I only met my needs with money because that was the story that was ingrained in me at five or six. Mm -hmm. And I just remembered it over and over. And so whenever I would see something, I'd be like, oh, that would be nice, but I don't need it because money was for the things that I need. So subliminally, our, our parents, our loved ones, the people we, we spend our time around, they feed us what we believe money to be good or bad. Because it could work the same way for the person who's born into the lap of luxury, right? They've got everything handed to them. And mom and dad are very frivolous with money. Well, they can come to believe that money is just available to them whenever they want and they don't have to do anything to get it. And it creates a sense of entitlement that will also mess with their money and their money story. So it's not just those of us who were born in lack (laughs) that struggle with this money mindset. It, It is about all of us. And I I like to say it this way, Jessica, I think that it's each and every one of our responsibilities to have the same loving, admiring, respectful, safe and secure relationship with money that we have with the person we love the most. Mm. That's where we have to get to. And it's going to take work. It's a day in and day out process to get to the point where you can, you can have a healthy, loving relationship with money. Now I know there's somebody listening right now who's going to try to point to me to that Bible 
a verse that says, you know, it's better to for the rich man to get into the eye of the needle than to get into heaven or whatever, or or even you can't serve two masters, right? You can't love God and money. You know what my perspective is? I believe that God is money. Mm. I believe that God is the creator of all things, all things that are good, that are abundance and that are real. And having a healthy, admiring relation and respectful relationship with God is having a healthy, loving and relationship relationship with God. Like I just, I, I mean, with money, I think that they are equal They're, I, I don't think that they're separate and I don't know, I could be way off, but, but that is what I believe because why would God have given us the power to create wealth? Very early in the Bible, not that long after he gave us dominion, if we weren't supposed to have money, right? If we weren't supposed to use it to be able to acquire the things that we would need and want in order to experience wealth, because wealth isn't about need. Wealth is about more. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's what I think. I believe that they're synonymous. I believe that if you love God, you can love money. Now, I think that love and lust are different. And I think that love is abundant and full mm-hmm. and not selfish. And, and so I think that, you know, what the scripture is getting to when it says you can't have, you can't serve two masters are the people who are serving money. Now I'm not ever going to suggest that anyone chase money. I think money should chase you. Yeah. I think abundance should overtake you and you have to set yourself up to be able to be overtaken by money and not go after it. I don't do anything I do for the money, right? That's an unhealthy relationship with money. That's making money above all other things. Mm -hmm. But just like I get up every single day and I spend time first thing with God saying my prayers and setting intentions and, and speaking life over myself, I do the same thing with money. I speak abundance over myself. I speak it audibly because the things that you say are the things that you will have. And so if you're saying I'm broke, I won't close this client, then guess what? You won't close them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you start saying, I'm, I'm going to get a new client today. Then you'll start to get new clients every day if that's your desire. Um, but yeah, so I think that that's the, the, the biggest thing in terms of where this relationship comes from and, and what we need to do to start to unpack it so we can get it into a, from a rocky place into a place that is, you know, flowing with abundance for us. Yeah, totally. And piggybacking off what you said about how, um, you know, God is money and that's how you sort of take the power of that and, and feel it and, and manifest it in your life. I say to myself all the time, the universe wants me to be abundant. Oh, the universe yeah. wants that for me. Oh, in whatever way I need to be abundant. The universe wants me to be healthy. The universe wants me to be in my power. Abundance is no different. Money is no different. The universe wants me to have the money that I need. That's right. And God is the universe. Like that's yeah. why I personally don't get all my panties don't get in a bunch when people say spirit or source or universe, right? Because it God doesn't really care about that. Like that's a man thing. Man. <laughs> Is but God doesn't really care because He is the source of all things. He is the creator of the abundant universe. He it is through His Spirit that we move and live and have our being. So mm-hmm. He is He is fine with any and all of that language. It's about the principles, right? And yeah. if you enact the principles, principles are designed. They are a system. They're designed to yield a result. You've got to work the principles to get the result. And so for me, it's about teaching people the principles without getting. Um, caught up in 
what man gets troubled by. Yeah. And I'm with you. God wants, God wants you to be rich. He wants you to be wealthy. And I say this all the time, Jessica, right? You know, in, in my community, in the black community, we, we hear a lot. You, you may hear it in your community too. I, you know, it's just not my experience because I'm not white. But we say all the time, hashtag, won't he do it? And he is, of course, God, right? God lives for the won't he do it. He wants for you to give him the credit for all of the amazing things that are mm-hmm. happening to you, just the same as the people who are who are universe people. Like, well, you know what? I, the universe sent me this. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's all a way to keep abundance circulating and flowing because we are giving credit where credit is due and we are speaking well over the things that are bringing us the abundance that we want. And that is how we get more <laughs> abundance. So I just think that, um, you know, when it comes to money mindset, it's important for people to establish their own connection with God, universe, spirit, source. Mm-hmm. But knowing that there is something greater than you and that whatever it is in you that you got or didn't get from your parents, it was designed for you and ultimately to lead you back to God so that you could leverage those things in order to experience the abundance that he gave you before you even got here. And so this work, is, it's a spiritual work. It's, mm-hmm. it's more spiritual than it is physical. And unless we're willing to do the spiritual work, we're not going to make crazy amounts of money. I literally just said, I did a, um, a thing in my Facebook group that if you've made a hundred, if you've done 10 K in a month in cash, you've done a hundred K in a month in cash because it's the same energy. Mm. If you're, if your 10 K isn't a hundred K, there's something in your mindset that's off that you need to work on so you can call it in. Oh, yeah. But it's the same energy and it's, and it's there for you right now. It's not waiting until you get this right or wrong. It's there right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah. it's just about being a- awakened to who we need to be because we need to be it first mm-hmm. in order to manifest it into the areas of our life where we would like to see it. Yeah. So then take us there. So how do we... How do we be, how do we get into that energy? How do we be that energy to start shifting out of this, this mentality of lack and into this mentality of abundance so we can start bringing that money to us? Yeah. So we have to confront it first, right? You cannot mm-hmm. conquer what you're unwilling to confront. So we got to confront it. So the, the first exercise that I gave is, is the first step that I would recommend. Like, where are the patterns? And I, and I like to do the patterns first because if you start, a lot of people say, well, Tell me what you want first. Most people won't be able to tell you what they want because of their patterns. Right. So their their play big is really a play small to the next power, right? Yeah. And so we've got to start by dismantling the, 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 the pattern. So what are the patterns first? So that's the exercise. Once you identify it, so you look across the every five-year mark inside of a seven-year cycle and you see what the thing is. And you see where you are currently, like what, where are you right now sitting inside of a seven year sequence? Like, where are you right now? Mm -hmm. And once you acknowledge that this is my pattern, you have to begin to denounce it. Mm. The Bible also says in Proverbs 18, 21, I believe uh, that life and death lie in the power of the tongue, right? So that means you can speak out over yourself and in the speaking, create the manifestation of to your detriment or to your positive, right? So once you identify the pattern, you have to denounce the pattern. And the only way to denounce the pattern is audibly. 
you can't write it down in your journal and then burn it. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. people do that and that's all fine and good, but you got to speak it out loud first because you got to put the new thought into the atmosphere. Your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between everything that's presented to it. It takes everything presented as if it's the truth. So if you start speaking something different over yourself, then your truth begins to, to change, right? And so as soon as you identify the purge, the, the purge, I'm trying to say two words at the same time, the pattern, but anyway, as soon as you identify the pattern, got it. start speaking it over yourself. And then what you want to do is you want to start speaking it over yourself first thing in the morning. So mm-hmm. when you wake up, the first 20 minutes when you wake up, don't grab your phone, don't turn on the, the clock radio, don't turn on the news. In the stillness of that first 20 minutes, you're still in your alpha wave state, which means you're in the perfect position to shift and change and rearrange your subconscious mind, to take the thoughts that you have been living on and tweak and change them so that they actually start to become what serves you. Mm. So in that first 20 minutes, you're going to start to speak what you want instead of what you have identified in the pattern. So we always speak in positive present tense. Don't use don't or can't because the universe does not it doesn't recognize negative commands. So if you say, I don't want to be broke, what the universe here is, hears is, I want to be broke. <laughs> so instead of saying that, say the contrary, right? I am abundance. Now, I personally used to abhor affirmations because whenever I would think of making an affirmation, I would be like, yeah, right, I don't believe that. Like I'd walk past the mirror and I'd be like, I am 10 pounds lighter, right? Yeah. As I can see my love hangles hanging Hanging, hanging out beyond, beneath my shirt. And I go, yeah, right. I would immediately talk myself out of whatever statement I just made, right? Mm-hmm. But I started to change the way that I looked at affirmations when I started to realize the power of the words I am, right? And I'm going biblical on you again for those okay. who are listening. <laughs> so in Exodus, this is the story of Moses. Most people have heard the story of Moses, even if they're not religious people, right? Yeah. So Moses was chosen by God to, to, to bring the children of Israel out of slavery in Egypt into the promised land. Moses didn't want to do it. He, was, he gave every excuse in the book as to why God should appoint someone else, right? God said, no, I'm sending you. Moses relented and said, okay, fine. Who, they're not going to listen to me. So who should I say sent me? And God says, I am. Tell them I am that I am sent them. Tell them I am sent them. Hmm. I was like, Oh, hold on. Hold on a minute. (laughs) Freeze frame. (laughs) Okay. This is good. So I am statements are actually us evoking God's presence, evoking the universe. So every time you say I am, you are either shunning or um, inviting God's presence into your experience in that moment. Mm -hmm. And from that moment on, Jessica, everything began to change. So I would take the pattern and be like, okay, every five years in a seven year cycle, I have a money trauma. And that money trauma creates brokenness. It creates being broke. It creates deficiency of relationships. I lose loved ones. Whatever it is that I'm seeing as a result of something pertaining to money, I'm going to start to speak contrary to that thing. So I'm going to create a series of statements that is the opposite of this and what I want instead. And I'm going to start to speak that over myself in the mornings. Now, it's not it's not like putting on a clean shirt and you all of a sudden instantly feel good. It's not going to happen right away. I say all the time, no one goes to bed a blunder and wakes up a wonder. It's mm. a process, but it's doing it with consistency even when it's not working. From there, after you start speaking life to your life, speaking what it is that you want instead of whatever you're experiencing in that moment, 
then I, I would take it this, the next step, which is to meditate on it. And mm-hmm. so meditation can be as quick as three minutes, mm-hmm. soft music playing, and you can even get music that disrupts your alpha wave state. Mm-hmm. And you play that music and in your mind's eye, you recite the I am statement. I am abundance. I am wealth. I am a millionaire. I am whatever. Like I started to say $100,000 cash months are my new normal way before they became my new normal. Mm-hmm. And I would speak it constantly every single day, first thing in the morning. It became part of my morning quote unquote ritual, just speaking contrary. And it, it, all of this has changed my entire bloodline. Like my children will not have to experience lack like I did because my parents didn't know these things. And so they were constantly speaking damnation to themselves mm-hmm. because they didn't realize the power that lied in the words that came out of their mouth. And so those of you who are listening, what you say is what you will have. So if you don't want it, don't say it. Yeah. Period. (laughs) Period. Yeah. I love that. It's so true. And it's so, the thing that's so amazing about everything you're saying is it's so simple. Like Mm -hmm. it's really, really that simple. And it's so funny that you're going to meet with resistance. Like no listeners, you're going to, this is going to, you're probably feeling resistance now. Right. I'm in the morning for that, or I don't have money problems in my history. You're feeling that because where you are is is currently comfortable, comfortable enough. You know it. It's familiar. That resistance is going to flare up whenever you're trying to get to that next level, whenever you're trying to push into something new. And so also part of this practice is recognizing that resistance and pushing through anyway and, and just having that, even if it's just one mantra that you repeat a few times in the morning and maybe a couple times throughout the day, set an alarm on your phone that reminds you to repeat it to yourself a few times, whatever you have to do. Start somewhere. And you said something that, um, that made me want to, uh, respond to it, which is you said, even if it's not working, which let me tell you listeners, even if it doesn't feel like it's working, it's working. It is working. Um, I wrote a poem once, um, about self-love and one of the phrases was like, even when it falls on deaf ears, Mm-hmm. And that's how it might feel. Like, like you said, you know, you look in the mirror and you're not, you know, nothing's coming. You're like, I don't believe that. Even if you don't believe it, keep doing it. We can retrain our brain. It is yes. possible, but it takes repetition, persistence, and the commitment to pushing through that resistance that will inevitably come up as you start leveling up into a new place, a new way of being. Right. And it's, it's also radically dismantling the belief. Right. Right. So whatever, because I, I love, I remember when I was in grade school, I learned to spell the word believe through a mnemonic device, which was there's a lie in belief. So most of the things we believe are a lie. Yeah. <laughs> and what's cool about that is that you can change it, it. You don't have to believe the lie anymore. You can shift it, right? If it's something you believe, you can change your belief, but you have got to speak contrary to that. So as soon as you recognize it as a lie, a lie you've been telling yourself, because nine times out of 10, everything is nine times out of 10. But um, what you, the stories you've been telling yourself are what hold you back. So if you've been telling yourself, no one in my family has ever amounted to anything. And that's why you haven't amounted to anything. That's why you haven't amounted to everything. But if you start telling yourself that the people in my family are brilliant and talented and they change the world and you keep telling yourself that, then the people in your family will start to become brilliant, talented, and start to change the world. There is power in the words that you speak over yourself and over the, over others. Um, and so it is important to 
speak it out loud. I call it either, you know, you're making a covenant Mm -hmm. and you want to make a covenant because that is how the universe responds. Mm -hmm. But you also have to be careful not to make casual covenants Mm -hmm. and casual covenants. Covenants are those statements that we make that we don't think about. Right. Mm -hmm. So we, are trying to go through the door and we don't clear the door jam and we hurt our shoulder and we say, oh, I'm so stupid or I'm so clumsy, right? That's a casual covenant. There is no value to you, to God, the universe, or your clients and you being clumsy. So speaking that over your life is actually making a casual covenant to bring more opportunities and examples of your clumsiness into the world, right? So what I started playing this game with myself because I technically am challenged, spatially challenged is what we call it. (laughs) And so now whenever I stub my toe or I don't clear a door jam, I say, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> that's what I want more of. And so, um, and so play, play the game with yourself if that's what you need to do, but speak only what you seek. So like I said a moment ago, whatever you say is what you will have. And if you don't, if that's not what you want, then don't say it. And so become very intentional, even what it is that you're saying to your children, for those of you who are listening that have children, especially if they're small children between the ages of birth and seven, because mm-hmm. you have the ability to influence the 40 year old they'll be one day trying to undig the patterns that have been created because of the things that mom and dad said to them. Yeah. I mean, you are innately building who that 40 year old is going to be, oh, absolutely. whether it's going well or not going well, right. you will, that is happening. Um, and I love what you said about stubbing your toe and how you say I'm a millionaire, because I also want to say like, this can be fun. Like it doesn't yeah. have to feel like this heavy burden. Like it can be silly. It can be fun. Like yeah. the universe, God isn't looking for you to be serious and robotic. Right. Have fun with it. Be silly. Enjoy the process, you know, because on the other side of it is incredible abundance. So yes. why not enjoy your way there? That's right. Because because also enjoying it makes you want to share with other people. And yeah. like the, the goal of this whole process from a spiritual standpoint is to draw more people to God. That's really what it's all about. Because when you understand the principles, who you become in the process is someone who is magnetic. People are drawn to you and you have an opportunity to tell them how you got to where it is that you are so that they can find it for themselves. And that's really what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, I firmly, firmly believe it's part of my mission in life is that empowered women empower women. Yeah. The more empowered you are, the more connected you are, the more people feel that, the more they want to feel it. And the more you now become a vessel for the universe, for God, for abundance. Yeah. Um, and that's incredible. We were all put on this planet for a purpose. And I think that's part of our purpose. Absolutely. I agree. 200%. Oh, I love it all so much. I feel like I could talk about this for hours. Um, but I want to wrap it up. So the first thing I want to say is, um, if there's one last thing you could leave listeners with, what, what would be that number one thing? Yeah, I would say start where you are. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about a lot of different things today that you could do in this episode, start where you are and don't beat yourself up in the process, right? There, there becomes a time when it's important to just know what it is that you desire and then to detach from how it's going to happen. Yeah. And so open yourself up to, to getting whatever it is that you're supposed to get right where you are today. Don't feel like you have to you know, you have to become something else first. Just know, start today to be it. And so writing down what the patterns are, getting clear about what you desire and what you desire, 
not what someone else desires for you, but what you desire. What do you desire? And I want you to notice that I keep saying desire instead of want. Mm. Because want is a lack word. Desire is a word that keeps your energy and your vibration high. Mm. So what do you desire? Not what do you want? Want precipitates that there's something that is missing. Mm. Desire precipitates that there is more that I crave, Mm. right? So what do you desire? What do you desire? Like, what kind of house do you desire to live in? What kind of car do you desire to drive? What kind of school do you desire to send your kids to? What kind of clothes do you want hanging in your closet? Like, do you desire to have hanging in your closet? What do you desire? Mm -hmm. Write those things down after you figure out the pattern and then start speaking that over your life too and watch them unfurl for you. Um, And then the last thing that I would just say is you can do it. There are so many examples out there for you to not compare yourself to, but to just acknowledge that the process that you're undergoing will work for you if you work it. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, I don't even have to tell you guys this, just stay connected and listening to Jessica. Like she's going to get you there all by herself, right? Without even me adding my two cents in, but just stay in an environment that is good for your spirit, that is good for your soul, that is empowering you and equipping you to think a different thought, take a different um, thought process or find a different way to get to where it is that you want. But it you you eat the elephant one bite at a time, not trying to take one big gulp. And so start where you are, get started by getting clear and just be it. Just embody it. Just live into it as easily and gracefully as you possibly can. Yeah. I love that. And there's something you said that made me think of a phrase I say all the time was don't ask how, which is don't ask how. So you may be saying, okay, I desire a big, beautiful house on a lake and a Volvo with three kids in it. But I don't know how frick I'm going to get that. You don't have to know that. That is not your job to know that. Your job is to decide what it is you desire and then to start moving toward it even if you don't see the path in front of you. Because it's the beauty of God and of the universe is when you are moving toward what you want and you are actively, intentionally choosing that thing, they're going to come in and they're going to help you in ways you never knew. You might get a $10,000 check in the mail that you had no idea was coming out of nowhere. It is very much possible. There are stories of that happening. Oh, yeah. Don't ask how. Just know that if you want it, it will come to you in some form. Yeah, you said it perfectly. The how is not your job, it's God's. Just like you wouldn't want your clients doing your job, don't do God's. Right. I love that point. Yeah. Oh, incredible. Okay. (laughs) Question. I just love it because I'm so in this conversations with myself right now about abundance and my own challenges around abundance. And um, and so everything we're saying, I'm just like, I feel like I'm just over here like taking deep breaths, like breathing it in, you know? (laughs) I love it all. Um Tell us, what is your current intention getter story? What are you working on right now? Yeah, so right now I'm working on exactly what we're talking about. I am holding a virtual event in October, Breakthrough in Business, which is interesting. The event is not about business. It's about mindset and spiritual alignment. (laughs) But when you get your mind right and you get into spiritual alignment, you will experience a breakthrough in your business. And so we're ha- I'm having these conversations with, you know, in every forum that I can to get people to see that they need to be at this event. And I tell people all the time, your conscious mind is not the problem. Mm. I'm not talking to your conscious mind. I'm talking to your subconscious mind. I'm talking to the things that happen 
when you're not even paying attention, you don't even realize them. And I always like to use the driving a car, right? So you get in your car, you remember starting it. And then the next thing you know, you're in your driveway, but you don't remember how you got there because your subconscious mind is powerful enough to drive you home, whether you're paying attention or not. That's who I'm talking to. And that's where the work needs to be done. So um, October 21st through the 23rd is our virtual event online, which I'm so excited because we can reach so many more people than we would if it were physical here in Delaware. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's what we're working on right now. Awesome. So I will make sure I link to that in the show notes. Um, But where else can our listeners find you if they want to connect with you? Yeah, on all social media, I am Darnielle Jervy Harmon. And I know that Jessica will put that in the show notes as well, or my website, incredibleoneenterprises.com. Perfect. Well, thank you again so much for being here and dropping so much wisdom on us today. I appreciate it more than you know. Thank you for having me. This was fun. So fun. And thank you (laughs) listeners for tuning in. I know that this was helpful. Um, Please make sure to come back for another episode and I will catch you then. Yeah.